This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me... Hi, this is Amy S. The other Amy. What's up, guys? We are coming down, not the stretch quite yet, but we are we are heading towards the season series finale, and we are just learning more and more things with each episode as it passes by. And yeah. this episode was no different. But before yes, we do that, Amy, you have anything you want to share? Oh, sorry. I was kind of interrupting you there, Amy. Apologies. Yeah, we have a little bit in Haven news. Um, just with the holidays kind of here, at least for those of us in the States with Thanksgiving, uh, especially, and then Christmas for all of us coming up. Some of the holiday movies that the Haven cast has done through the years are airing now. So uh, the movie Emily Rose was in, it's called The Thanksgiving House. That was from 2013. It airs here in the States on Hallmark Channel on November 15th. And it's also available on Pixel, if anyone has access to that, is uh, a title of Legal Tender. And then um, right after that airs, um, the new Christmas movie with Steve Lund called Christmas Incorporated will air on Hallmark. And Steve Lund, who, of course, plays our Colorado kid, who's coming back, we think, in one of the last episodes of this season. Um, he did a Christmas movie last year that's called Christmas Party or excuse me, best Christmas party ever. That's also airing on Hallmark. And we'll put all these dates in the post, Amy, so you don't have people, if they're listening, don't have to write them down. Absolutely. Uh, Lucas did a couple uh, holiday movies for uh, Lifetime. So uh, Merry In-Laws is on Lifetime November 26th, and Very Merry Daughter of the Bride is on Lifetime November 27th. And then... Is um, that a series? No. Okay. Just a movie. Two separate then, movies, though? Yeah. Mary in-laws is hilarious. Um, if anybody hasn't seen that, Lucas stars in it and he is hilarious in that movie. <laughs> um, there's a YouTube, uh, video of Eric Balfour's Paris, uh, Comic-Con panel. So we'll put that up for anybody who hasn't yes- yet watched it. Um, there's a nice article about electric and Rose with some pictures of Eric and his wife. And we'll put a link up to that. It was posted by how you glow. And then um, Sean Piller had directed some episodes of a show called The Art of More. We had talked about it earlier. And that starts streaming on November 19th on Crackle. So that's our news. And we'll we'll put links to all of this stuff in the news and notes. Guys, this episode was very Walking Dead-like. Zombies, right, Amy? Yeah. We We had zombies in episode 519 of Haven. You know, it was interesting how, how they, how they did it and just, um, that that was the trouble of the week. Right. Uh, you know, it would have been more apropos, I think, if it had aired just prior to Halloween. But still, <laughs> it, the season is there. Right. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and Audrey, you know, initially, I, I think she was a little thrown by facing a zombie and, and didn't really shoot in the head. But we did see that she tried and it didn't work. But the whole trouble led to one of the miraculous returns bringing Charlotte back. And you knew that was happening because in last week's episode, remember, you know, Nathan got to the bottom of Lainey's trouble and found out in last week's episode that her sister was kind of a person who could talk to the dead. Um, So he was going down that route. And then we found out this episode that she actually brings them back from the dead. And, you know, with, with, as all troubles are, they're they're called troubles, not superpowers. Um, It didn't work out as well as anyone wanted, but I think emotionally, this this is a very emotional episode, right? It's the oh, aftermath sure. of losing Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And poor Dwight. I mean, the man just does not get a break. Well, we had um, him. Well, he did get to say goodbye to Charlotte. 
but it wasn't any less painful. He died in her arms last week. She died in Audrey's arms. This week she died in Dwight's arms. It was oh, very, nice parallel. Yeah. That's a good point. Very sad though. Yeah. But very touching, very sad. Yeah. Dwight. Um, oh yeah. And Dwight had to let her go. You know, he was kind of jealous how Audrey was able to use the resurrection trouble uh, to bring Nathan back once, but as Audrey had to coach Dwight, this is a bit of a different trouble. We don't know how it works. It's not, you know, troubles are always different. So I don't think it was jealousy. I think, you know, yeah, I, I, I think I it's think, frustration. Yeah, I think jealousy is the wrong word because Dwight, Dwight wants what's best for Haven, as does Audrey, as does Nathan, as did Charlotte. He does. But, you know, those two, regardless of how short their time was together, did love each other um, in their own way. And the fact that there was a possibility to bring her back, right? After right. having lost so much, he was going to hold on to it. And, and in his own words, you know, I just got her back. I'm not going to lose her again. Um, yeah, that that's, it's difficult when you're in that position. And, and right. Dwight, an angry Dwight is not one you want to cross. <laughs> just ask Gloria. <laughs> or poor Dave. Yeah, not that Gloria encountered an angry Dwight, but she had those funny comments about not, not wanting to have to <laughs> encounter him. If you're looking for Conan... <laughs> <laughs> hilarious i mean so, um, yeah so charlotte had to sacrifice herself audrey kind of had to sacrifice was willing to lose her mother dwight was willing to lose the love of his life and charlotte though she did say um she would stay in haven this time around if she could because of her love for audrey and her love for dwight so um two thumbs up to charlotte yeah i think this episode really was charlotte and reluctantly um audrey who kind of put Haven above everything else. I mean, Dwight, it wasn't his choice that Charlotte took this route. He would have preferred right. to have um, Audrey not talk to Lainey and deal with the, the living dead, which how many people did Lainey bring back? I need friends like Lainey. No, well, I'm just saying poor Lainey who, I mean, have, I don't know. I haven't lost like 12 people in my life. I mean, how does, I felt bad for her. How have that many people died on her? Well, that's, that's probably because of the troubles that came out, right? Well, okay. Good point, Amy. I gotcha. I gotcha. So that, that's probably why there were such so many, but man, I need a friend like Lainey. Guys, I hope, uh, one of you, if my friends are listening, would, <laughs> would bring me back from the dead if that ever happened. Okay. Now this is going weird, Amy. <laughs> <That's so stupid>. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's, that's friendship there for Lainey. Um, yes, weird. Sure. But just, she just lost all those people we can assume in this new haven where the troubles are out of control and everybody's troubled or anybody can be troubled, right? It's interesting um, also, though, right? The first person she brought back was Herb. Well, he was her lover, her boyfriend. So. Right, but she's troubled. She doesn't know how the trouble works. He's dead and she talks to him as a medium and uh -huh. he comes back. Okay. And she doesn't question it. Yeah, she's not like, oh, I'm troubled. What's going on here? Or what's well? What was like Dwight? You just want your loved one back, and you're just going to accept it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this episode was a, a a lot of it was about grief and mm -hmm. um, knowing when you have to let go. But the touching part of this episode, um, again, was the opportunity for Audrey to say goodbye to Charlotte and for Dwight to say goodbye to Charlotte. And Charlotte herself was able to say goodbye to them, too. So in that regard, it was, um, I just keep on saying touching. It was well done and um, not a nice, nice plot points there. It was poignant. And, and the thing is, is that we also got a lot of uh, information. We learned uh, about poor Dave. I mean, yeah. the loss of Charlotte really pushed Audrey and Dwight to push Dave, who I gotta say, 
if he wasn't an alcoholic before, <laughs> I mean, I don't even think he was enjoying it. Unlike his care, unlike John's Dun- John Dunsworth, who also plays a Mr. Leahy on a different show called Trailer Park Boys, and that person, that character, is drunk all the time. Ah. Um, but now, so what we learned, Amy, at least I thought, now tell me if I'm wrong, um, that Dave kind of, he feels, when he has these visions and these dreams, he feels the anger and he feels the pain, right? Or yeah. um, Well, we always saw that he, he, a part of him was in the dream. Like he yes. felt he was there. So that we knew that to the extent of it, I think was revealed this episode. Right. That's, it was more clarified this episode. Yes. And so, you know, poor Dave, he, he sees this, he's like, oh man, they took Charlotte. Now I, I really need to help everyone. And Audrey, again, using her skills and it got through to Dave, like, Hey, you're probably blocking this. Yeah. See if you can do it. Cause you know, as much as Dwight wants to help, his emotions were in the way. Right. And Audrey's the haven saver trouble solver if you will she can talk people down and this was an emotional moment with dave so audrey was the right person to do it and she was able to get through to him and so you know dave and vince are off trying to find the go bag with the aether and stuff like that and then we go to duke which brought so many revelations okay well we can go into duke but we we're not done talking about dave yet are we no but i figured we're gonna wrap up with dave okay well, the Duke thing, like, okay, so Duke goes into Future Haven, and the Croatoan has won, and only Vicky and Vince are alive. Okay, uh, so this is a point of discussion. Okay. Was it a Future Haven that that Duke saw an alternative potential Haven, or both, or because, you know, well, that's one possibility. It's open to interpretation, Amy, but the way I took it, and I, I see your points, um, I kind of took it to mean that that's what Haven is going to be unless they can defeat the Croatoan, and Duke needs to go back to Haven and warn them about the Croatoan. Uh, but Duke says you'll either kill your friends or save them. So right, because he's the fulcrum. Right. When Duke goes back to Haven... Is he going to succumb to the Croatoan, or is he going to be able to fight it? I mean, this is not going to be easy for Duke now. Depending um, depending on, on what it is. And and so the question about this alternative haven, whether it be future or just a possibility for, for Duke to have seen, right. why does Nathan go into the void? Well, I think we're going to learn about that. And um, because he needs to get the controller crystal, we learned that that's in the void to help complete the new barn, correct? Yes, and right. but we also know that there's no way into that, which I think leads to next week's episode. But it's interesting that um, it's Nathan that in this dream, this alternative is the one that's in the void because he just shared it with Audrey, and I believe Dwight heard about this plan from Charlotte because you know, and I love Charlotte's delivery. So you want to build a barn? She's <laughs> telling them both how to do it. But I think Nathan right. is the one assumed. I just it, I think Nathan plays a role. And this is going to be interesting to see how it is. Why it wasn't Audrey who goes into the void to find the fulcrum? No, the controller crystal. Could be controller crystal. You well, know? that's that's what we're we're going to be looking forward to in our next few episodes. That's going to play out. And we're going to learn that. I don't have too much speculation on that as to why it's Nathan who goes in versus Audrey. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I and is Duke able to warn Nathan and Audrey that in his future vision of Haven or the future of Haven? 
everything goes bad because Nathan wasn't able to come out of the void and thus the Croatoan won. So that's a uh, something to us to keep our eyes out for next uh, few episodes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Does Duke get back in time to to to, to warn change them? the fate? Yeah, that. But maybe didn't it seem that in that alternate universe that Duke survived? I don't know because Vicky and Vince were alive, and they're you know Vicky looked at Duke not like oh you're supposed to be dead. I don't know if it's that Duke is supposed to be alive. I mean Vince didn't seem. Um... Like, I think Vince was surprised to see Duke. Okay. Uh, but th- I think that's also because Duke wasn't around when all this was happening. Okay. So it's like, hey, why are you back? Oh, hey, gotcha. <laughs> nice timing. You know, it's like you're yeah. in a bad point that you're here. Uh, yeah. But all these revelations that we learned that Croatoan is collecting the troubles. Croatoan is the one who created the Crockers to collect the troubles. So um, he could feed off of the Aether. From what we know from the revelation that Charlotte was saying, you know, that, yeah, he wants to feed off the Aether mm-hmm. and the Troubles for himself. And we know that he wasn't powerful enough to do it himself. So that's why he created the, the Crockers. So but, we learned the origin of this Crocker history of killing the Troubled. And it, it, lends, it tends to believe, from my opinion, that mm-hmm. Croatoan created, like, he is able to give a Trouble out. Okay. Or maybe it was just that limited opportunity, but he gave the Crocker trouble. Okay. Um, I know, Amy, we talked offline about this. I had some questions, but Mm -hmm. I'm coming more around to what you're saying because uh, Mara used the Aether to give troubles, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. And Croatoan used the Aether to give troubles, it seems. But why? Well, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Um, And that, that... Crocker thing is sometimes thought of as a power, not a curse, the way he can absorb the blood and, and cure all the troubles in people. Um, and why why would Croatone give troubles to people? He needs the Aether. Why would he give the Aether away and put it into people? He needs to get it out of people. That's a good point. You know what? It could be that Duke is not troubled. Duke is different. I mean, we've always right. seen that Duke has been different. Maybe Duke's the, him creating the Crockers isn't a trouble. Maybe Duke has this entirely different thing. We've just always assumed it was a trouble. Maybe it's trouble-like. Yeah, I've always kind of thought that Duke's thing was more, like I said, maybe a power, not necessarily your run-of-the-mill trouble. That, so maybe we'll get more clarification to find out more about that. Um, um, because what you're saying, it makes perfect sense. Like, why would you waste one trouble to do that? But I think it's also kind of like... Pac-Man? Well, we're not saying... I don't think that Croatoan troubled Duke's ancestor to get Duke's ancestor to collect all that Aether. I think, like I'm saying, he gave him the power to collect all that Aether. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think he may have given a trouble. I could see it possibly being a trouble to collect other troubles. Okay, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, but I'm not so sure on that. No, I don't know. And I think we'll see what happens as it it, uh, unfolds. I can well, see what you're saying as a possibility yeah. as well. Okay, so let's talk about, I did bring up Mara for a minute. Um, so Mara was a master manipulator, and the Croatoan is also a master manipulator. He gets everyone to do his dirty work for them and uh, kills people and then just wipes their memory, right? Right, so he's a little bit more of a dirty manipulator. Yeah, well, Mara was kind of sort of too, right? Um, but the Croatoan needs all this aether, so... 
did Mara create more trouble so the Croatone would have something to feed off of? Or did Croatone expect Mara to somehow keep him alive? Do you um, remember the episode in early season five when Nathan asked Mara, why, why did why you, create you create the, create troubles? the troubles? And she says, why do you have a gun? Right. And we, we, I, I interpreted that literally for protection. Yes, and I, I, I do the same. Although I could see a couple other interpretations of it, like, well, I'm a cop. Of course I have a gun. Like, I'm Mara, and this is my family history, and this is what I do, of course, you know. So I don't know. It's, it's it, confusing it, because I think by having the troubles, it was a protection for Mara and William against the dark, big know. evil. But, Possibly. But then does Mara know that her dad is Croatoan? Right. And, Did and she know only, that? The only scene we've had was when um, right before Charlotte merged Audrey and Mara, um, and Mara says to Charlotte um, that she thinks he's dead, right? And, you know, we thought that there was this pain in Mara's life over losing her father. But Mara does say, I'm going to get him back. So um, does Mara think he's dead or just that he's missing? And Mara did say, I'm going to get him back. Right. She may believe that he was just lost in the void. Right. Because he didn't have the ring. And we know that if you have the ring, then you can move through the void without being lost. So does Mara serve a purpose for him? Does he serve a purpose for her? And is... um, is Croatoan mad at Charlotte for creating this punishment for Mara that put her into the barn that has basically kind of killed Mara off so Croatoan couldn't have her all these years? I um, don't know. I don't know. But what we... Why, what, okay, so I... So back to Dave. Can we go back to him? Yes, because... Our, our big reveal at the end of the episode, Amy. Yes. So poor Dave, clearly being used as a tool of Croatoan. Yes. So I am of the mindset, and I know, Amy, you are as well, that Dave did not kill Charlotte. The Croatoan manipulated Dave to kill her. Well, I guess he did kill her, but not willingly. Is that what I'm trying to say? Uh, I think what you're saying is that Dave was a puppet. Yes. An extension of Croatoan to take out Charlotte. Charlotte, unfortunately. And the question is, how many times was Dave used like this? Well, which leads us to the Colorado Kid where Dave woke up on the beach next to the dead Colorado kid, and Dave thought perhaps he had killed him. Right. And I tend to think now, with this latest reveal, that perhaps the Croatoan did use Dave to kill the Colorado kid. I really feel bad for Dave. He's lived with this all his life. His greatest fear was Sarah, because he thought he killed her son. Right. And he has this moment of, no, it wasn't me. The No Marks killer did it. And now... Here we are opening up the potential like, hey, Dave, sorry to break it to you, but you were mind wiped and you don't remember, but you did it. Exactly. So, I mean, why does Croatoan want the Colorado kid dead? Why? And and is is Dave a little easier for the Croatoan to manipulate because he's a halfling? Or is it just because Dave's a halfling, he has these more vivid visions and he remembers more stuff and he feels these dreams? Um, is that partly because he's a halfling? He's kind of part of him is from the other side. And we know that the Thinnies um, were around for Croato, and I guess that's how he came through to do that to the Colorado kid and, and possibly the Roanoke colony. And mm-hmm. so the, the question bears, how many times has he come through a Thinny? 
Exactly. And we know he's wiped, uh, Vince and Dave said, at least 20 memories. That's all that they knew of. I'll bet you it's more. Probably. But and then why is he wiping memories? What is he doing to these people to wipe their memories? Is he giving troubles? But does that mean he has aether of his own? Yeah. I don't know. And, and is he even in human form when he's doing all this? Is he somehow some presence or some power or some uh, aura when he's wiping their memories and manipulating them? Is he even like there in the room with them in a human form? And they don't because know. Because if he, if he hasn't been strong enough, he doesn't have enough aether, uh, you know. These are things that we're still uh, learning bit by bit. And so next week, guys... More information is probably going to be unveiled as we go back in time to 1983. To the scene and the, the Colorado kid murder, the time of the Colorado kid murder is what we understand the episode is about. Which um, means we're going to see another Audrey personality, guys. Lucy. And I wonder if we're going to get that answer as to who really killed the Colorado kid. Might be a flashback. You don't know. Who knows? Who knows? All right, guys. So... Definitely tune in, get your friends, have them watch Haven on Netflix, catch up, join us as Sam and Jim, the original creators of Haven, right? return to the fold to share their story with us. And I am so excited for this. I know. And Brian Milliken had shared with us all that this is a very pivotal, important episode and they were happy to have Sam and Jim write it and who better to do it than them. Um, So I think all of us Havenites are looking forward to seeing it. Absolutely, guys. And, you know, Amy and I will be back the following Monday with our review and thoughts on what's going on. So check us out then as well. And share your thoughts with us. Hit us up on Twitter if you have any feedback. Absolutely, because we love discussing. Till next time, guys. Bye. This is Revisiting Haven.